You're listening to This Shit Happened with Danielle and Lauren. Whee! <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. So uh, we came back previously. Again. On. <laughs> previously on so long ago of whenever things, you know what? Life happened again. So, uh, right. Welcome this back. This is part two. Yeah. Of 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. I so think the, part one was a few weeks ago, a month I, ago, you know, two months ago. It was some amount of time. So uh, that shit happened and then more shit <laughs> happened. And now we're back and we're going to do part two so that we can get to our next episode, which will be fun because we'll have a guest. So uh, shout out to Diego that we still remember you. <laughs> Yep, haven't forgotten. We just got to finish our two-parter set of episodes first. Yeah, so... Uh, um, to be fair, our scheduling, this is something we do in our free time, and scheduling is difficult because we have about one window every other week where our schedules naturally coincide. Yep. And we had a couple of those weeks that got sidetracked because of family events. Yeah. So, basically. Or, or therapy, which, you know... Or, yeah necessary <laughs> super necessary oh, very necessary goodness. so uh uh yeah fun, fun facts mm, um yes. my first fun fact johnny appleseed's fruits weren't for eating so he purposely intended to market the bitter ones for apple cider to hard for hard apple cider what's going on over there i will cut you it was just an alarm it's <laughs> not the correct lines. Um, but yeah so he uh, the trees that he was making were supposed to be specifically for hard cider um, and uh, I like him more now right so <laughs> he didn't expect people to just like eat them but uh, no. they did uh, anyway in fairness, I like the kind of bitter apples. Like I, I, my favorite is the Granny Smith, which is yeah. at the far end of the chart of sweet and sour apples. Mm -hmm. It's way at the end. It's the yep. last one. It's my yep. favorite. Mine too. I mean, like Fuji, Fuji can go to hell. You no, know, Fuji's like you bite into it and it's like mm, sugar. But you know, it's like the Granny Apple. You can do so many things to make it the sweetness that you want, or if you don't mm -hmm. want it. Um, but yeah, I bought a bag of Granny Apples, Granny Smith Apples, and I was going to use them to, like, do things, but then Paul just started eating them, and I was like, oh, I guess he likes them, too. They're great in a cobbler. Right. You get that sweet and sour. Oh, so good. Right. Or just dip it in caramel, you know, whatever. It's fine. Just eat it. Just smash it in your face. With a spoon of peanut butter. Always. Although I was Always. eating it with cashew butter recently. Oh. Also delicious. We'll try. Yeah. We'll add to list. Do it. Uh, so that's that fun fact. Next one is <clears throat> Scotland has 421 words for snow. What the? F Do they have snow there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've never well, been there. I always just picture it as very rainy and green and dark and beautiful. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I mean, yeah, all those. So some of the I guess that does make sense. That I'm going to butcher right now are sneels, which is when it means to start raining or snowing. Fiefle okay. is to <laughs> swirl. And flink drinking is a light snow. <laughs> Just a flink drinking? Just a little flink, flink drinking. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. That's that fun fact. Uh, my next fun fact is that Samsung tests phone durability with a butt-shaped robot. So I will uh, provide the picture to Lauren so that she can put it on the Instagram. There's a robot with a butt? It's uh, pretty cute. It's created to uh, look like a butt. Oh. So it's, oh, there's a whole video? Yeah, we're going to post all that. Okay. Uh, it's called <laughs> The Human Gluteus Maximus. Oh, <laughs> the video's private now. Rude. <laughs> well, there's a little picture of a random robot. Now I'm going to look for it. I need a robot with something that Sir Mix-a-Lot would be proud of. Right. So the, the whole concept behind this is that people put phones in their back pockets a lot. Right. So they wanted to make sure that if you, like, sit on it, you won't break your phone. Logical. Um, Samsung butt robot. Watch this. I mean, it does make sense for endurance testing a product. Yeah. It's just really funny to think of. Uh, it's, I mean, it's literally, it just looks like a butt. It's just fun. So I'm going to send this to Lauren. And everybody will have that at some point. And it's great. Oh my God. What kind of jeans are those? I don't know. They look comfy. I do. All right. I'll do one more fun <laughs> fact. because. All right. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, um, I don't really, okay. Armadillo shells are bulletproof. In fact, one Texas man was hospitalized when a bullet he shot at an armadillo ricocheted off the animal and hit him in the jaw. So I just feel like that's opening up the possibility of an armadillo holocaust in the name of bulletproof armor. You know, I think we should all just get armadillos. They should be <laughs> in schools, and if there are shootings, you just hold up your armadillo. <laughs> your armadillo! <laughs> I am all for this. Well, we could create a humane process where we grow, you know, we raise them, and then when they die of natural causes, then we make armor. And there we'll be ready for the Holocaust. So we just or not start. the Holocaust, the apocalypse. That's what I was thinking. Really, the same shit's happening right now in everywhere, so... so. All the same. I just like how a guy tried to shoot it and it was like, bitch. <laughs> Fainy. Anyway, <clears throat> those are my so, uh, fun facts. They were okay. very fun. Now I, I like scroll them. down and I really like this next one too. We'll throw it in. Okay. Firefighters use wetting agents to make water wetter. <laughs> uh, Okay. So the chemicals reduce the surface tension of plain water so it's easier to spread and soak into objects, which is why it's known as wet water. As opposed to dry water, you know. Because I love a good dry champagne, but... Exactly. I'm also just... Cons now in my head all I hear is it has electrolytes. What plants need? <laughs> water. 
I'm going to stop water. because I'll just keep doing this all day. Yeah. So I have our on this day because today is May 15th. Yay! Well, at least the so, day we release. <clears throat> yes. Sure we're doing this, people. No, this is actually not the 15th, but the day you're listening to it at earliest is May 15th. And on May 15th, in 1856, Lemon Frank Baum was born, the author of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And another notable birth we had on May 15th was in 1859, Pierre Curie. So Marie Curie's oh. husband was born. Uh, in Pierre. Pierre, yes. <laughs> and I realized I typoed here because I wrote that he was a physical chemist, but it corrected to physical chemise, chemise, chemise. That's not what he was. Anyway, maybe. In 1869, the National Woman Suffrage Association was formed in New York by Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Heard of them? (laughs) No. Um, As an English nerd, I had to include that in 1886, Emily Dickinson passed away, actually, on May 5th in Amherst, Massachusetts. Oh. So that's another thing, because, you know, I love Massachusetts. Weird. Um, So we're going to jump ahead in time to 1928. Mickey Mouse made his first ever appearance on screen. Oh, shit. In the silent cartoon called Plane Crazy, P-L-A-N-E, like an aeroplane crazy. 1940, the first McDonald's was opened in San Bernardino, California. Those bitches. Free fries for everybody. I'm standing by it. That's that is the type of striking we need. Yeah. You like Tokyo? Hell yeah. Now 1940. You have to explain that later too. Thanks. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, it. Also, in 1940, though, nylon stockings went on sale for the first time to the general public, which is just weird. Yeah. To think about that, it wasn't a thing before that. Like, right. Um, America went apeshit, and stores were sold out in days. Because we are crazy as a species and as a subspecies. <laughs> I'm gonna ho- go ahead. Crazy. Americans are a subspecies of human and we are batshit. Yep. Um, and then just lastly, 2014, the National September 11th Museum was dedicated in oh. New York City on May 15th. So just wanted to round it out with something that happened in this millennia. Yeah, well, this shit happened, so. It did happen. All of that shit happened. So there you go. And you learned some shit about robot butts. (laughs) And I guess we should uh, just finish out why I think McDonald's workers should be giving away free French fries. Yeah. Uh, Because that was a news article that you shared with me a couple days ago, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, about the strikes happening in Tokyo right now where bus drivers are continuing to drive their routes, but they are not charging any of the riders their fee. So the riders aren't getting screwed over. They're still getting their stuff done. It's just the business that runs the buses is going to be suffering. It's a passive aggressive way to get shit done, but still make a point. So I say free French fries for everybody. (laughs) Right. From McDonald's until they raise minimum wage. Because they're being jack noggins. Uh, We're just going to come at everybody, bro. Coming at you. 
Can I say though, I really do love the trend of all of the restaurants and services businesses they're having to post signs that they have no staff yep because everybody was said well if you don't like it get a better job well they did and now you have no one to do that work and where are those robots that we were told would replace us so quickly mm-hmm we're waiting Not seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> and we will keep waiting yeah probably yay okay so now let we us learn stuff let us bring it back in to what the hell Goose happened. Goose The fuck Fraba. Goose Fraba. So, uh, 2020. Right. Last, our last episode, we went through all of the global things that happened, which, you know, there, there's been some resolutions and some steps being made from some of that, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. But we also had our own lives, which, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, where do we even start? So, I mean, the beginning of the year for me last year was my last job decided that they didn't want to have a building anymore. So I went remote <laughs> in January and that was how my 2020 started. And I was like, cool. This is great. And then uh, everyone else went remote too. <laughs> yeah. And you know, lo and behold, two months later, the world joined me. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was insane. And yep, I have been remote since March of last year. Yeah. And how long were after you trying to prove that you could work yes, remote? After spending years telling my company that I do not need to drive an hour one way to sit in a literal closet and use a computer by myself and never interact with another staff member but uh. they couldn't justify it because if they sent me remote then other people would want to be remote too and other people are not trustworthy of being remote this is an exact conversation i had with my supervisor because there's another employee who would make the same argument that his job is very similar he's a, not as honest with his time um so she was like i can't let you because then he'll want to and i'm like so don't let him right if he's not gonna okay and now i've been here for uh, 14 months yeah well 15 almost actually i think it is 15 now because we're right in the middle of may yeah and it was right around the middle of march I literally, like i don't understand that argument at all because they literally had to give you access to be able to work remote mm-hmm so like don't give that dude access to work remote oh. exactly just oh my gosh how simple of a solution is that yeah um problem solved yeah. oh i bet you he's remote now <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah it was it was crazy like even just the start of it like i was supposed to perform mm -hmm. the day before they were like, okay, we're going to go into quarantine. And they're like, where I live, they waited until like the week after or something, but like mm -hmm. everywhere else was like quarantine. And I was like, yeah. mm. and like my friend came over that night because he was supposed to come after the show anyway. And I was like, yeah, whatever, just come over. Like we've been dancing together and like, right. Whatever your germs are, I already have them. Um, and then he was supposed to go somewhere else. And then it was like cold and 
raining and I was like, is it going to be snowing where you're trying to go? So then he just stayed and then I was like, well, that was probably a better choice anyway. But it's like, it started off everybody not understanding what they needed to be doing mm -hmm. and then just hoarding soup, oh my gosh. toilet paper, flour, like what? <laughs> it was insane. The yeast. craziest shit. I was like, I know, we... <laughs> We couldn't get eggs at a grocery store here, but um, before I went remote, actually, like the day before, I walked down the street from the office building I was at at the time, and the grocery store in the same, same parking lot, full of eggs, very small town, very rural, and, you know, so I was like, sweet, I have eggs, and then two days later, I, like, never went to work again. <laughs> oh, drat. In yeah. person, I mean, I worked, but... Did you now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, all my stuff got done. So yeah, weird, weird, crazy how that happened. Yeah. And the best part was I didn't have to put pants on to do it. Yeah, pants are dumb. Like they're so dumb. I'm just gonna stay in my pajamas and move over here now. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Love it. Yeah, and you know, it's like when I first went remote, I was working right next to Paul because that's where my desk was, and then. Mm -hmm. That lasted for like two months, and I was like, I will literally kill you. Yep. So then I moved into the guest room. Yep. That's now your office. Yeah. Which, it's really nice to just have your own space. Oh, I get it. Because at the same time I went remote <gasps> was when Munchkin's school shut down. And she had to go remote. And it was very hard for a seven-year-old to go remote for school. Yeah. Um, many, many hurdles with that. So it's been fun. I mean, I don't have her every day. She, our, for a while, it was a really weird schedule because, you know, custody and all that crap. But we do have it to a point now where it's literally every other weekday she rotates, which has been very helpful. Because I, honestly, it's hard to get as much done when she's here purely because she's, well, now she's eight. No. She's seven still. She'll be eight very soon. Um, I don't know what you six. No, she was six. But this is the other thing. She was six when lockdown <laughs> happened. She's seven now. And she'll be eight yeah. soon. <laughs> and, um, you know, they just, they can't do it by themselves. It's insane to expect them to. She right. doesn't know how to use a laptop right. or Zoom or manage packets of workbooks. And so, you know, the every other day has been very helpful for that, for me on my end. Yeah um straight up lockdown <laughs> exacerbated a lot of my issues with uh, my brain and then what so, and then i finally got approved <laughs> to do my tms which is something i have researched and it's transcranial magnetic stimulation so it's modern day shock therapy there's no actual shock um it's a it's like a big mri machine type thing it's a magnet and they put it up against your skull and they do all these tests so that they can line it up just perfectly with your frontal lobe. And then they do these little magnetic pulses. And it triggers the part of the brain that is supposed to be doing all of the dopamine shit and it isn't. So it's a little magnet going, hey, wake the fuck up. And it, it literally sounds like a little hump, um, woodpecker just on your skull. Just for you know, like 15 minutes a day for, oh, what was it like, was it six weeks? 
mm-hmm. that I did that. I think it was, it was six or eight. I can't remember. It was an even number, but every <laughs> business day for like six weeks, I would have to go in, have a little magnet hammer on my skull. And then somewhere around halfway through it, I just started not hating everything so much and started to cope better with things. Uh, So I've always sort of described my depression to people as living in a black and white world. I lived in black and white and I would take medication and I would see sepia tones. I would see pastels, but I knew it wasn't reality. I knew it wasn't the peak of what I could be experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so this whole cycle of TMS has actually really helped in the figurative sense, me see color again, which has been magical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, magic. It's insane that the, my, my level of patience has increased exponentially when I used to get frustrated at so many things so easily. Um, just having way less panic attacks, which is great because those are stuck when they're on a daily basis, which mine yeah. used to be. And uh, they're not anymore. And I am still taking medication at this point. However, I am working with a psychiatrist because I am now four months out from ending my treatment cycle. It ended in December, so four and a half months out. And so we are now working on tapering my medications to see how I respond to lessening them and potentially coming off of them. Um, don't know how that's going to work because they refer to my specific depression as treatment resistant, which is why meds alone didn't help. And therapy, even with meds, didn't help. But for the last four months, I've been doing the meds and the therapy and recovering or not recovering from TMS, but uh, writing out the effects of TMS, which can continue to improve four months after you stop treatment. So it's not like once they stop using the magnet on your head, the effects go away. Sometimes it actually continues to amplify, which is cool. It's varies person to person, but if anybody has ever struggled, like I have, highly recommend it. You can only get your insurance to go along with it if you've tried everything though. So, which is dumb. It is dumb. I get get it. it. It's not, it's not cheap. It's not for fun, but... (laughs) It's an extra dopamine. I just, I think that, like, I know one of our frequent listeners, um, her partner, he got it for PTSD. Mm -hmm. He's a vet. It applies to many, many things. Yeah. And when I was telling her that you were going to go do it, she was, like, talking so highly of it. And it was like, you know, he was having lots of night terrors and would, you know, he couldn't exist in a normal life because it was affecting him so deeply and after he did it it was like night and day you know Mm -hmm. he's still really is he's still every once in a while we'll have some you know episodes but it it really is helping to retrain your brain and you know i feel like this state of the world in 2020 kind of helped push me into starting to take drugs for myself you know um (laughs) uh, 
prescription, <laughs> not not casual. Just I'm not just like, hey, let's do some shrooms. No, I actually like spoke to my therapist, spoke to my doctor, got on some Lexapro, and was like, oh, mm-hmm. and you know, it wasn't. I fought it because I'm stubborn as shit, mm-hmm. and oh, I can do it myself. Like yeah. ever since I was a child, that has been Guess my what? world. You can't. <laughs> you can't always <laughs> do it yourself. Um, and great I great attitude to have. Right. And, you know, it's, for me, it was, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to have to ask people to help me. I can do this myself. And, you know, talking to you and be like, okay, like, what has your experience been, even though you have mm-hmm. been resistant to it? And what has your experience been after TMS? And, mm-hmm. you know, that was all super helpful because you've tried <laughs> so many different kinds that it kind of helped me decide, okay, well, you know, I had this conversation with my doctor back in 2016 like November of 2016, my primary doctor was like, maybe you should try some Lexapro. And I was mm-hmm. like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try some other things first. So we did some of the natural stuff. We did 5-HTP and we did Sammy and I never did John's work, but you know, I did diet and exercise and started seeing a therapist and it helped. And then the world just kept being like, beep, 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 beep. right. And 2020 happened and the anxiety of everyone else and and uh, hating my job <laughs> so right. much. Yep. And like every day was getting harder and harder. And, you know, I just, I started having to take long breaks in the middle of the day to just write so that I could feel like I did something useful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't feel appreciated and... I, that's, I don't remember when, but I think it was June. I randomly got a text from some people who used to work in the building with me and they were like, Hey, you want a job? I was like, (laughs) what? Maybe. They're like, yeah, we're looking for some developers. I'm like, I'm not a developer. And they're like, that's okay. We'll teach you. (laughs) (laughs) Hell. Why can't they teach me? (laughs) Well, I did go to school for computer engineering. So my English degree isn't good enough for you? I mean, it's good enough for me. (laughs) And uh, so, like, I I was like, fine, I'll do this interview. And it was really hard to not push off the job offer onto other people because people had gotten let go from my previous job. And I was like, I need to do this for me and my sanity. And that is not something I do often. Like forever. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I was at that point where I was like, yeah, sure, well, let's see what happens. I mean, there was a huge part of me that was like, they're never gonna fucking hire me. Like <laughs> these crazy bitches. Yeah, sure, I'll do an interview with you. So I did an interview in July, and it was like the best interview I've ever been in. It was super comfortable, and the way that this who, the person who's now my supervisor got information was just by talking and Mm. you were having a conversation he would ask about your life and then he would just like throw in some questions just trying to get to know you as a person to see how you would work with the team he was like I think that's more important to know your personality than it is to say are you just a hard worker can you Mm. pump out code yeah hi Charlie and (laughs) so I did that in July and I was like Okay, sure. And then 
I kind of just kept trucking on through. And then <laughs> I got a message in September and they were like, so you still want that job? And I was like, what? Um, yeah. And they're like, okay, you'll be a software engineer. And I was like, okay. And they were like, don't worry, we'll teach you what you need to know. But look at these tutorials. I'm like, I don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> so signed with the contract and then was like, cool, gonna get my mental health back, gonna be great. And then that night, I got hella sick. Mm. No idea why. I don't go anywhere. I don't think it was COVID because it lasted for like two days. Yeah. Um, but I did have Don't know where you would have gotten that anyway. Right. I had a fever and then it was probably my sinuses because they like to destroy right. my face a lot. So I did that and then one of our cats was acting weird that same night. So I was like, all of these things all at once. And yeah. I was like, what the shit is happening? So I just kind of watched her. And then, so that was on Friday. And then by Sunday, she hadn't eaten for two days. And I was like, well, shit. And that was the worst day. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I thought nothing else bad can happen. Like all of this quarantine, all of these people's anxiety, all the things happening in the world, nothing else could, nothing else could punch me down. And I had Paul and my friend Nella take her to the vet, the emergency vet, because I was still sick. And I was like, if I do have COVID, I'm not going right. to go sit in a car and like, expose people. And they ran some tests. And they were like, she has a tumor in her stomach. And it's a very rare form, blah, blah, blah. We can run more tests. They were trying to put her to sleep immediately. And I was like, the fuck you're not. And mm -hmm. I mean, already feeling like shit while trying to be like, oh my God, I got a new job. And now, oh, one of your children is dying. And, you know, it's like, I didn't have the capacity. And we had a, a week with her after that mm -hmm. before she passed. And I'm still, I mean, as we are filming this, it has been exactly eight months and I still can't, like, I still cry about it. And I'm currently in the midst of moving my office around because she, this is where she was hanging out. And every time I looked at the couch, I just think about it. So I'm like, I need mm -hmm. to change this, which, yeah. <laughs> change you know. is good. Yeah, so I thought, I'll get over it. I'll get better at some point. And I don't think I've ever cried so much. Like my face broke out in a rash, my eyes from all mm -hmm. of this salt in my tears. Like it was, it was crazy. And my health on, just exactly on top of everything else that was going on in the world, everything that happens to us personally feels so much more heightened. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it would have been so bad had we not been in a quarantine, had it not been like such a toxic job and transferring over like that transition yeah. of like, oh my God, I'm leaving a toxic job and now I didn't take any time off in between and I'm going to go start this new job where I don't feel like I'm qualified and now my child just died and I don't know. And, you know, luckily it was that second week 
of my two weeks um, at my old job where she passed. So it was <laughs> mostly just me sitting on the ground being like, I'm not talking to you guys. If you need me, I'll be on the floor. Um, right. Which was nice because, you know, it was kind of time off, but yeah, when I wasn't able to recover from that because of everything else, that's when I was like, all right, Lexapro. Like, had so much anxiety. And luckily for me, because I had a new job that appreciates me, I wanted to be better for them. And like, that was my right. final push. And, you know, not everybody has that. And not everybody has a support system or people they feel like they can talk to or a place they feel safe going to, to be able to try and get something to help them. And, mm -hmm. you know, society has made it such a big stigma of mental health. And next week is mental health week, which is always great because it just encompasses my birthday. And it's like, hey, just a <laughs> reminder. Um, Happy birthday, you're up. old and sad. <laughs> right. Um, but you can do something about it. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I tried to like, oh, I'll just do this diet program and do different workouts. And I lost weight and my anxiety was like, no, bitch, I am still here. Um, so yeah, luckily taking the Lexapro has been enough for me, except for the one day that I apparently missed one, which was probably the day I had a bunch of anxiety. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> probably. I was like, I don't know why I'm anxious. Oh, now I know why. And then today you move furniture and hey, look, candy on the floor. Oh, candy. oh no, <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're taking your uh, your pills, uh, maybe just take the important one by itself and then take the other handful of vitamins afterwards. <laughs> right. Good. Just get a handy case to keep them all in. I mean, I have a handy case, but then I moved them and then, you know, I don't, oh, whoa. See, that's a pretty one. Oh, that's not that fancy. That's cooler than mine. Here's Charlie. He says hello. Charlie. Brr. Yeah, so Charlie is the brother of the kitty that passed, and he had he's had a rough time too, but he's doing better. Yay, Yay. kitties! Anyway, that's my <laughs> benefit for him was you were home more to get him through that, right? Which is but I think you being home more is why it hit you harder. Yeah, because it's that you can see all of the spaces that that this part of your heart used to occupy. Yeah. physically in the rooms yeah and so the void feels so much bigger it does and like you know i had a lot of loss in 2019 like a yes, you did. lot oh and <laughs> i thought oh you know it's not that bad like it's just moments but with ash it was just like here i'm gonna stab you in the heart i'm gonna twist it and then i carve around it pull it out and then squish your heart and i'm like oh okay <laughs> and then smash it in your face <laughs> and then Just stomp sure. on your head <laughs> it's accurate and, yeah so you know it there has been lots of things that have happened during all of this and i know there are lots of people that are not in good situations and being trapped at home it's like the complete opposite of what they needed and it's scary and you know, I was, I know we discussed this a lot during quarantine, like, I want to do a podcast to like, 
reach out and let people know they're not alone. But at the same time, we didn't know how to hold that space for people. No, we are not professionals. We are just here to sort of be contributing to the opening of the door of that mental health discussion because it has been stigmatized for so long. I do feel like there is a big push in the last few years, especially Mm -hmm. of people talking openly about these sorts of issues. And I think we really just kind of wanted to be part of that movement. Yeah. Cause it is something that is passionate to both of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm great at, <laughs> at always, my dogs keep running in and out the door. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, you, all you can hear is kick, kick. I'm, I'm going to have a cat purring in my mic. So, but yeah, you know, a lot of, we're not is, professionals. We're, we are super professional. Look at our fucking backgrounds. Um, <laughs> For those of you who can't see us, I have the the cranky dad sitting in his chair looking at you judgingly. Um, Lauren has. I am broadcasting live from outside of the Rosebud Motel. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Just uh, wait for uh, wait for someone to just come poke their head out. I don't know. Simply the best. Oh, I have a um. Maybe Moira can come say hi. <laughs> and, and go get one of mine, but they're all out in the other room. Um, this is just a bookmark that my husband got me. Love it. But I don't have any paper books right now. I have like just ebooks at the moment. So she sits on my monitor. I have I mean, her tapped up there. She can go inside of the, the case for your book. So every time you open it, you just see Moira. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we want to make sure that we're contributing what we can in a space that feels safe and you know it it, we didn't know how to address it in a way that was healthy last year um Mm -hmm. you know we were in the middle of it and when you were in the middle of it it is not easy to see what is happening and being in such a difficult place like even though our experiences are different when we discuss it the way it affects our bodies is the same and Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing that we need to focus on. Like there's been so much separation of everything. Like you're either this side or this side, but it's not, it's, drop it. it's not about that. It's about humanity and how do we support each other in this? And that's been lost. And, you know, every once in a while you see it. And I think that's a lot of why we started doing this is, you know, mm-hmm. this shit happened is we want people to know that, not only are there weird facts that happened in like history and all that stuff, but this shit happened to us. This shit is probably happening to most of the people listening. And, you know, it's happening every day. Right. You know, and it's like, we all, even if we are taking our happy pills, like there are still days where they don't help. Like Mm -hmm. there are days that are just going to be difficult and knowing that that's okay. And knowing that you're not alone and, being able to express that more openly and telling people like, you know, I had my husband, he uh, was researching how to help anxiety before I started taking Lexapro because he could tell that I wasn't okay. And him just telling me, well, maybe you should look into something made me react in a negative way because it makes me feel like, oh, I failed. Right. Which is natural because I know that's how I feel. 
because one of the big pushes that got me to reaching out to the TMS clinic where we live was a couple episodes where I just overwhelmed both of you with text messages, very rapid word, like talking an obscene amount of text messages in a very short period of time yeah. uh, because I was trapped at home and I was either alone or only with the munchkin and I was panicking because I was freaking out about just, I was overstimulated constantly mm -hmm. and feeling overwhelmed and feeling like I'm drowning in everything. And there are still conversations that my husband and I are having as recently as like four days ago where we're coming to understand each other and he is seeing the experience that I have been having mm -hmm. because, because, you know, he doesn't see it the way I do. He, right. he hasn't been home. He spent about one week um, post lockdown working from, from home because he works for such a small company. Uh, at the time, I think they had like five employees. <laughs> and since every single employee had a different role to fill, none of them were really interacting. So they all just kind of kept working after an initial week of trying to figure out if they could. And so he went back to work immediately. And so I've been doing this remote thing by myself and I finally understand cabin fever uh, in a yeah. way that I don't think I've ever appreciated before. Yeah. <laughs> because it's staring at these same walls every day and not really getting a chance to see other places. Mm -hmm. Even just, you know, it's for me now, I try to make sure I go buy a coffee or something so that I get right. out of the house. Yeah. Uh, especially if I can walk. There's a coffee shop right down the street. I can walk there. It's a 15 minute round trip. And it's so helpful when I do that. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Like, you know, Paul and I have been doing walks at lunch and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of that is just, you know, the beginning of the walk is just frustration. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's mostly on his end now. Cause I'm just like, yeah, my work's cool. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, at the beginning of the quarantine, it was just like kind of us just yelling things about work. And it's so nice to just have that break away from this. And it's like, you know, when you work not at home, you get to separate those two things. Mm -hmm. And so when you are like coming home, it's, it's this safe haven. And right now we've lost that which is why like i wanted to make sure you know my office is not where i spend most of my time like i'm not going to be in the living room with my office i'm not going to be in my bedroom like, those need to be separate from this and that helps a lot um yes i have the unfortunate that we our house is only so big um and we you know have three bedrooms so one of them is the office Yep. And that's it. You know, we have the office, our bedroom, and then the munchkin's bedroom. So I don't have a choice. I can't move my computer. So I have to try and find little ways to trick my brain into not hating my own desk because this was a complaint that my husband had during lockdown is I stopped playing video games with him mm -hmm. because I hate my desk now. Yeah. Because I'm here all day. Mm -hmm. So what we've actually done is... Um, we have two Xboxes and we play Xboxes now together because I can do that. Although he wants to get back into MMO and I'm just like, I can try. But right. 
I'm not I really hate my desk. right now. Yeah. Um, but the sit-standing desk does help with that a little bit, too. It does. That's why yeah. I'm recording standing. <laughs> right. I'm I mean, I mean I'm outside the motel. <laughs> yeah. My mom says that we can't actually multitask, that we jump from task to task. And I think she's wrong, because I can absolutely do some 10-key data entry and do the twist at the same time. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because I, that's my favorite I, dance is the twist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I work better that way. The one just that makes your waist all right. <laughs> yeah, just wiggle it out, man. Get the, get the poops out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would help, too, for that. Oh, yeah. You gotta <laughs> untwist those intestines a little bit, work it down. Just wiggle your GI around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Anyway. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, we wanted to make sure that, that we talked about the aspects of 2020 that, that affected us. You know, it wasn't just sitting there worrying about, oh, oh my God, are we going to have a leader again that keeps trying to divide us? And, you know, it's still, it's still not great, honestly. Like, it's still very divis- div- divisive. That's the word. I, it's one of the words I always fuck up. Divisive. I always want to say divisive. It's divisive. Um, divisive. I mean, I really dislike that there's two main parties and that if you vote That's a big for someone that you're either a Democrat or a Republican. And I'm like, no, I, I still kind of hate all the old white dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's not. It's America's not black and white. No. It can't be. And I don't mean that racially. I mean, you know, like no moral dilemma ever has a black, black or white solution. Yeah. Everything has a gray area in yeah. the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I fall into that gray area somewhere. Yeah. And so, and I think a lot of people fall in that gray right. area and a lot of people are frustrated being in that gray area because yeah. It, it never really works out. Right. You can't, you can't really get things done unless you pick a side and then try and convince them of your point of view. And yeah. most of them don't want to listen. And, you know, I was, I think it was yesterday when I was walking with Paul, we were talking about how there has been this awesome shift of people our age are now at the point where they are running businesses and they are making things happen. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of things from our childhood come back in really cool ways. Like, like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Exactly. Like <laughs> that was so cool for us That's as kids. So and, you know, it was just something we watched and we we're just like, you know, you had to like go to your parents and be like, okay, but now it's like, this is our choice and we can, yeah. if we can do these sorts of things and bring that in, like, what else can we do? You know, and it's super cool that to see that we're able to do that because it gives me hope that yeah maybe we can do big things and you know it, it's exciting I mean not just because of a game show but like no <laughs> I mean you know they are redoing a lot of the game shows that I used to watch and you know they're updating them so like match game I used to watch with my parents all the time and now they have the new version and you know, it's, it's cool to watch it, but it's, it's something different in the nostalgia. Like, yes, I don't know. There's something very pure about it that, that makes my brain 
dopamine, right? Serotonin. It, it totally does, but it like it makes yeah. me remember things without feeling anxiety because I didn't really focus on anxiety then. It was just mm-hmm. how do I enjoy this? What I don't know. It's just really nice to like not have to feel like I have to take in new information. It's just it's there and it is new, so it's more geared towards me now, but. It's know, an escape is... that is that we can understand without trying. Yeah. Because I've noticed, because one of the things that I dealt with all last year, I pretty much stopped listening to podcasts. Not only did I stop recording, I stopped listening because yeah. I couldn't take it in. I wanted to. I love all of the ones that I listened to religiously, and I fell a year behind on every single one of them because I couldn't take in any more information. And I couldn't enjoy it properly. Yeah. Because I constantly had this nagging in the back of my brain that I needed to be doing something else or I needed to be handling something else or whatever. Yeah. Um, What hobby are you going to pick up? What are you going to start learning? Right. You're going to, ew, let me just live. (laughs) Right. But also being in the house and I have done a very good job of not leaving the house unless... I really had to um, because, you know, I'm asthmatic, I'm overweight. I have all of the things that are like, you will absolutely die if you have COVID. And after I did my second round of the vaccine, I fully believe I would have died if I got it because I almost died from the vaccine. Seriously, (laughs) That thing took me down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I ended up going to the emergency room because I got so sick from the vaccine. And I love my PA. I know her very well. She is wrong. That was not the flu. No, there's no flu. Because I was perfectly fine when I woke up in the morning. I was bubbly and bouncy and I went and got the vaccine and I got sick within like four hours. Yep. I had an upset stomach and then within two more hours, I was shaky and clammy. And then within another two hours, I started vomiting so violently that I threw my back out (laughs) Because I vomited nonstop for four straight hours with a max of about 15 minutes of downtime in between, like, dry heaves. So, and it didn't stop. I took all of the, like, oral anti-nausea pills and I threw them all up. And it didn't stop until I had IV medication to stop me from vomiting. But would you do it again? For the vaccine? Yeah. I mean, I got stabbed four times in one day, all by coworkers of mine, because <laughs> I got the shot, and then I had a failed IV, and then a successful IV, and then an anti-nausea shot of medication on top of it, because <laughs> oh the, um, the IV fluid, or the IV medication was not enough, because I got sick again after I ate an ice chip. <laughs> so, so I firmly so believe... I would have died if I got COVID. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got super sick, but not like that. I was just like... No, most people didn't. You know, it took me down enough to where I couldn't work, which I usually just be like, whatever, I'll work from bed. But, like, my hands ached. Yes. When you get the flu aches, usually it's just like in your, but like my hands. In your joints. Yeah. Like, uh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a fever of 101. And then I woke up on Saturday morning and it was like Friday never happened. 
Yeah, I think my fever peaked at 101.8. Yeah. During that whole... I lost about three days. I don't remember what happened because I got the shot. My second dose was Wednesday morning. Yeah, Wednesday morning. Um, I don't really remember anything until about Sunday. (laughs) It was the first day I felt kind of human again. Um, You did a great job. I don't remember what happened. Like I just, I slept around the clock. It wasn't like I was hallucinating and being crazy. I just was out for like three days. Which I mean, honestly, you probably needed anyway. Well, it was so. fabulous. <laughs> except, for the, except for the body achy part. It was great. Yeah. And then you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to sleep and it doesn't matter. Goodness gracious. I just did a NyQuil coma without the NyQuil because <laughs> I didn't need it. I was just exhausted. Right. Yeah, I think I probably needed that sleep, too. I just, like, woke up and was like, I'll be fine. And then, nope. And it was funny, like, talking to all my coworkers about their reactions. And then my boss was just like, uh-oh. Okay, well, I get mine today. And then he woke up the next day. He was like, I feel like crap. I'm going to nap today. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like, no, we all. I, I know that one. Yeah. My, my husband did his shot, like um, his second dose was about a month before I got mine. Cause we wanted to stagger who, yeah. you know, so we weren't both dead at the same time. And he, you know, he didn't feel well, he was really tired, yeah. but you know, he had a headache and that was pretty much the worst of it for him. He was a li- he got really bad chills. He did get a really bad, like he was chilling and then you know freezing and then sweating. And then, yeah. but we're, we're both lucky because Munchkin is a wonderful caregiver. Um, she's so cute. She wrapped him in blanket after blanket after blanket. And when I was sick, she would come in and like check on me in bed. And I could see her like staring over at my bedside table. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, okay, you're good on water. And (laughs) (laughs) checking to see how full my cup was. And then she'd go get me like my ice pack. And she was, she's the best. She's a great little little human. Yeah. Paul kept trying to take care of me and I was like, I want nothing. I have right. just go away <laughs> and like right I, like I had therapy that night and by the time I got to therapy I was like I don't know should I cancel and I like set up my laptop and then was like I'm gonna sit on the floor right here and that mm-hmm. was the extent of what I could do but it was okay yeah. like I was able to sit up by then right but I don't really know what we talked about I was just like yeah I got the vaccine the end (laughs) yeah i'm sure my timing worked out my timing was awesome because i got my vaccine at like 7 40 in the morning eight o'clock a.m and then my therapy was at like 10 and it was right after i got done with that that i started to not feel great yeah i was fine all the way up until that point and then i was working after that and then i was like oh no (laughs) it's over (laughs) (laughs) goodbye the day is done so crazy yeah that just getting the vaccine has taken away just some of the anxiety of me like Mm -hmm. existing out in the world because right going grocery shopping was starting to get stressful for me and i'm like can we keep masks forever right like i am not stopping that no because i haven't had a cold i haven't had a sinus infection um this is the first year since i started working for a hospital that I haven't had pneumonia right. or bronchitis. Yeah. So 
I, I think I'm going to keep wearing masks. Right. And I, I've heard I like a few people that they're like, unless you tell me I have to take it off, I'm just going to start wearing it. Like, you know, I had a friend who's like, when I go places like Disneyland, I'm going to wear a mask because. Right. Why not? I mean, we already, there's already people that go around wearing masks. Like, well, you know, and that's one of the like cultural things over in the East that, you know, if you're sick, you just cover your face up and you're not putting anybody else at risk when you go about your day, even if you just have a cold. But we're just amazing selfish assholes here and everything revolves around me. (laughs) Right. But hopefully there's enough people with this same mindset here that, you know, I don't think it'll be this year or anything, but maybe by the time Munchkin is an adult, Mm -hmm. it will be a bigger trend of, you know, during flu season, people just wear masks for safety reasons. Right. And it's like, I bought so many masks and like, you know, it's like, how many masks do you need? And I'm like, I need to have options here. Like, I'm not going to stop just because I'm vaccinated. (laughs) You know, I know that the CDC has now said, you know, we can go around and not have to wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I will do that around select groups. I do that with my family members and my in-laws because they are all also vaccinated and or still isolating because my sister-in-law, she was, you know, I might have another um, nephew. (laughs) I should check on that because that might've happened any day now. (laughs) Good job. She obviously hadn't gotten hers yet because she was just waiting until after. Yep. Um, Because she was that close, but everybody else is vaccinated. And so I'm okay, like around my family, around my in-laws, around like you. Right. Um, which is why we're going to have a girls weekend. Someday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Hell to the <laughs> Ladies weekend. Listen yeah. to music yeah. from high school. I mean, it just feels very selfish, the people who can get the vaccine and choose not to. Like, I know there are some people who literally can't because of health reasons. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was having a discussion with um, one of my students and, you know, she was saying that her sister is allergic to a lot of shit. Like, most medications will Mm -hmm. try to kill her. And she was like, I'm not going anywhere. And if I'm not vaccinated, at least I know if I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, that's a good reason. Like, right. people who are just like, no. I'm like, I mean, I have, I have family members that did the bullshit where they would get a mask made out of tulle and wear that because she thought it was funny. And my mom was going out to lunch with her and I straight up told my mom if she did that to me I would turn around and walk out I would refuse to be seen with her yeah because that's just bullshit that's just being a shitty fucking selfish person right well I mean she also did wander around with COVID so right she actively went house shopping knowing she had COVID and (sighs) I straight up I told my mom if there was a system in place in the U.S. which there really isn't for me to report her, I 100% would have. Right. We Googled it. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. I so. just, I mean, you know, everybody's just like, oh, attack the person in charge. So, you know, we're, everybody's attacking freaking Gavin Newsom for stuff. And it's like, he's trying to keep us safe and you're being a jackass. So. Nobody likes, I mean, nobody wanted to wear the mask. Like, right. I didn't I, want to, but. Right. It serves a very specific purpose. It's scientifically backed. You can see the data trend. I mean, just even 
consider the flu and cold um, cases that we've had this last yeah. year, virtually nil. Right. I can tell you right now, working in healthcare, there are so many fewer cases mm -hmm. just because of the volume of people that were using the masks appropriately. Yeah. I mean, and I the went, number, yeah. I went to the doctor for just my annual checkup at the end of February, February and she was telling me, she was like, I haven't even seen a flu case yet this year. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. Like, it's great. It's usually by December, people are starting to get hit already. And yeah, like, I mean, we did still have a flu season, but it wasn't the same level as oh, what it has been in the it, past. People didn't have to come in to see their doctor to get medication because they were dying from the flu. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. So many things. I'm keeping masks. I'm going to keep masks too. They're all over. Like I have some in my car. I have some in this purse, in this bag, in that bag. There's some that I, I have one just hanging on the key hook by the front door. So like if we have to talk to a delivery person or whatever, yep. just so that they feel better. Like I put it on. I'm vaccinated. I know I don't have it, but they have to come in contact with how many people a day. Right. And how stressful is that for them? If I can literally do something that takes three seconds to just pop it on over my face take my delivery and know that they feel a little bit more comfortable. Why wouldn't I do that? Right. Because I'm not a selfish piece of shit. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's so simple. Like it is. And like, you know, if I, someone rings a doorbell and I wasn't prepared and I don't have a mask, I'm always like, Hey, <laughs> open and Hey, like I'm going to lean way back here. Right. Um, you know, and if they need something or if they need to hand me something, I'm like, don't breathe. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. And mask. Right. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just something simple to not be an asshole. What are you doing? Stop breaking stuff. You knock over your water? No, I'm just taking notes. Taking notes on assholes. Yeah. Good. Like it. You're like, good. Hashtag assholes. Excellent. <laughs> Close. It was hashtag wear a fucking mask. That's a good one, too. But yeah, I mean, you know, so the point of this episode was to uh, <laughs> just to kind of let you know that nothing, we're here. We are. We are here. We are, hi, we're still here. But like nothing that happened should make you feel like you weren't handling it well because exactly. there was so much that anything that you were doing, even if that meant that you were an asshole to somebody that you love, you know, figure out ways to talk about it, like discuss it with each other. You know, it's not the end of the world. And if they are meant to work it out with you, they will. And, you know, not everybody has the capacity to keep going together. And I mean, what better way to find out? <laughs> I mean, it really, because before 2020 happened, I had some family members that I was distancing from for other reasons. And seeing how they have acted during this pandemic, I now have zero guilt for cutting them out completely. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but if you take your newborn who was born in February of 2020 and in March or April, you decide to take him to the Disney store 
the Disney store and then berate the staff because they want you to put a mask on, you're a fucking cunt. That's all you are. And we can say that because we know you won't listen. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think she knows how to work a podcast out, so it's fine. Uh, none of her family does. So I yeah. now long, like, and, and it was hard. Um, I did lose a family member last year, not to COVID. Uh, it was separate, unrelated um, cancer, unfortunately. And I say cancer weird, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, how dare I you? Not, I, did not, I did not go to the memorial uh, because of those family members that I want nothing to do with. They hosted the memorial at their house because they need to get credit for stuff. And I did not want to be around them. And I knew that they were going into public unmasked and I knew they weren't taking anything seriously. So I made a choice and I have not been to a single, single family event with that side of my family in almost two years now. Um, and it's Good. been great. <laughs> I will also say this has immensely been beneficial to me just in my daily life. I don't stress about them. I wiped them all off social media. Unfortunately, I still do hear about them because my mom is still dealing with them, which that's her decision. Right. And in those moments, I get riled up. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer helpful to my mom. Sorry, mom. I know you listen. But I don't have anything really supportive to say of nurturing her relationship with that side of the family. Mm -hmm. I, I let her talk to me about it. And I just continue to tell her that someday she will have to just let them go. It is a difficult situation right now with her parents still involved. Um, so this is sad, but once my grandparents pass, I think that my mom will be able to make that separation a lot easier. And I yeah. do look forward for that for her, but not at the expense of my grandparents. Um, it's yeah. really, it's a shit situation. It is. Um, but I, but I believe that her mental health will improve greatly once she has to stop dealing with that side of the family. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of hope that there are, there have been moments of quarantine that like forced people to cut out toxic people. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, there was, <laughs> that is a cat tap dancing. Yeah. I think he's chewing on plastic. Um, it sounded like tap dancing to me. <laughs> yes, he's tap dancing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there have been people, like, at the very beginning of quarantine, I had so many people reaching out and being like, I just want to check in, make sure you're okay. I don't know if you're alone, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's really cool. But then they wanted to keep talking. I was like, okay, this is no longer cool. Um, but then I kind of felt bad because maybe they were reaching out because they needed somebody exactly and i'm like shit but like i didn't have the capacity for that like right. there and were okay. so many people i was like oh my god i'm right. glad you all love me but fuck <laughs> and realizing your own limit is a big thing uh that is one of the conversations i've been having with my with brian lately um you know we talked about it earlier this week because unfortunately this whole lockdown situation has done a little bit of damage to my relationship with our munchkin because I have her all day mm -hmm. and she's, she's so young and she's at that age. She needs constant interaction and stimulation and she has so much energy and she never does anything wrong. She's just seven. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and he and I did talk about this recently 
And I told him, look, if you had to work remote this whole time too, you and I would be going at it at each other's throats. That's just the reality. So it has been helpful to at least talk, talk it out and, and realize because I have been doing a lot of beating myself up for feeling subpar with her. And it was the thing that I was finally able to verbalize that I am a really, I'm really good at my job and I'm really good at stepmomming. Everybody tells me I'm really great at it. You're a great (laughs) stepmommer. But for the last year, I have just felt like I'm failing both of these things every day. Yeah. And that takes a toll mentally to feel yeah. like you are failing so hard at two things that are really natural. Yeah. Um, so verbalizing that to him has actually kind of put a new perspective on it. And he was able to be less frustrated when he comes home and I'm grumpy and I'm yeah. irritated and I'm done for the day already. Right. And when I, when I phrased it to him and I pointed it out, he was like, oh shit. So I think it's important that we recognize that we have no fucking clue what it's like for an individual going through this past year and how important it is to fucking talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a point we make almost every episode is learning yeah. how to communicate. And I, yeah. and I mean, if that means you have to take, like, this is the thing I've done where I take audio clips that I've heard other people say and I play it for people as a way to start a conversation. Because, you know, you could take this conversation that we're having right now and say, look, this is what helped and I'm feeling similar. So let me try and use this as a gateway to opening that discussion with somebody I care about that I want to maintain a healthy relationship with. Yeah. So if nothing else, just fucking talk to people. Be vulnerable. Everybody is struggling. All in different ways. And... You, you may find a place that where you can relate. Yeah. And if you feel like you don't have somebody to talk to, see if there's a professional. Like professionals, um, any of those online ones, I'm sure yeah. I've never tried any of them, so I can't speak to what they are actually like. Um, and it I mean, takes a long time to find a professional. I mean, I yeah. finally found one. The, the person I am seeing now is the first time I have felt really great about my therapist since high school yeah I've gone through three or four of them in the last like five years and I finally feel like I found someone who I can be completely honest with because that is a big important thing we even started doing therapy for our munchkin every other week because she was really struggling with not being able to see her friends not being able to go play outside and so we do these little therapy sessions as a family with a child um, psychiatrist or psychologist, therapist, whatever. I don't know her credentials, but um, (laughs) my husband found her and she does things. (laughs) Yeah. So, but she specifically works with kids. So we do these little family sessions once every other week. And it's actually made a big difference for Munchkin because a couple days ago she was like in tears over something. I can't remember what it was, but she actually came and told me, she was like, I'm sad because of this and this and this. And that's been a real struggle for her is, verbalizing why she was upset about things she would just be upset and we'd be like okay what's wrong and she would shut down and we would get never mind or i don't know or you know and she couldn't she couldn't answer well to be fair it's hard to pinpoint sometimes yeah so i'm 
glad that I got the husband on board for getting her used to having these discussions earlier. Because mm-hmm. I never had somebody try and teach me how to communicate yeah. about emotions on this <laughs> level right. until high school. I'm and even still- then, it, it, it wasn't really about that. So, but my most recent therapist now, she is phenomenal at helping me understand that it, whatever I'm feeling is okay. Yeah. Like, as long as I manage it and handle it appropriately. So I'm not allowed to punch things anymore when I'm mad. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like the floor or the filing cabinet. <laughs> but it's gotten a lot easier for me to tell you or to tell Brian, like, I'm at my limit. Yeah. This is it. This is how it is. And, you know, I guess I'm really grateful for that, actually. It's been a lot of shit. Yeah. But it's been really good. Like, Last weekend, I cried most of the weekend, but it honestly was one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. The crying had nothing to do with it being, well, it did kind of, but, um, you know, it was my Mother's Day card made me cry, and, <laughs> you know, and, and PMS, so I was on edge, and, you know, I was a little snippy, and then I got to cry and hug it out with the munchkin, and, and my husband, we did family hug, we sat and talked for a bit, and then we had a really great night at the observatory. Right. Because it's outside and it was something new for her and she can't wait to go back. And I'm so excited to take her back so we can go see Saturn. She saw Mars, but she wants to go see Saturn because you can see her rings. There you go. But not, not until the summer, though. So we got to wait a few months. Is that how we're going to end this? Just, is this we gotta end it on something obnoxious because i don't know we, we have issues you know, dark and serious sometimes but I, I think it's good you know to yes communication and like if you don't know how to communicate there are lots of <laughs> there are lots of tools i really hope that makes it into the recording i heard it that would be paul calling to a cat um but yeah yeah, you know there's there's lots of resources and you know i'm i'm not great at communicating face to face what i'm feeling um so like even when i first started dating paul like he would ask what was wrong and i would say i don't know i'll write you an email Mm -hmm. like that's just what i have to do because i get like there's so many things happening all at once. Like my brain was mm-hmm. moving way too fast. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't talk about that right now. Like, let me gather it. Let me figure out what's actually wrong. And then I'll explain it to you. Um, and that's great. That's fine. And it's perfect that you have somebody who understands yeah. that you are not shutting him out in that moment. You are trying to more effectively let him in. Yeah. But it has to be in a way that is comfortable for you. Right. But hit, like the beginning, like, how do you not know? I'm like, right. Oh, I don't know how to explain I'm sure that. he's figured it out by right. now. Yeah. yeah I'm mostly. I'm still better. You know. It's, you nobody's know. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I think that's our No, hey. I think we're done. Yeah. Kind of. Anyways, uh, we hope you all have all enjoyed whatever the hell just happened. I don't know what this is. I don't know. It's 2020. Check out the rosebud. Check out the check out this guy. Un- under new ownership. <laughs> under new ownership. 
Yeah. Well, last I heard, that building is actually for sale. It's like the actual building that they filmed at. There you go. Yeah. So, so let's go buy it. Yeah. Vancouver! Oh, oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for uh, listening or watching, whatever the hell you did. Um, we'll be back. I remember to stop point. nodding and actually saying words, because people just listen to us sometimes, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Join us next time for talks with Diego and whatever. Be fun. Something about art stuff. I forget. We told him at some point. <laughs> He's going to be texting you right now. <gasps> I can't remember. I know. What's wrong with Diego? Sorry, we love I you. I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. It will be. All right. Thanks. Deuces. Bye.